In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly. Hey, you. And I'm here with Rick Swanson. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hey. Not bad. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Dead air, dead air, dead air. All right, I'm just going to say it. This is a very difficult topic for me. We're oh. going to talk about weddings today. I really don't like weddings. I didn't me even like my own wedding. Oh, I loved my wedding. Oh, of course you did. I did. I had the best wedding Ever. Okay, well, why don't you tell us, Miss Happy Homemaker <laughs> with the great husband and the three perfect kids. Oh, well. Well, let me give the lay of the land here okay. first. Yeah, okay, today we're going to have a show about wedding. It's the wedding marriage special, and it's going to be with myself, Sandra Beck, Christy Holly, and Rick Swanson, and we are all going to have different point of views. I will handle the part of the bitter divorced woman. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, you're a happily married woman, so just oh, shut okay. up until okay. I tell you it's time all to talk. All right, all right. And then Rick, Rick gets to play the cynical single. Oh. Can I just be the happy, free, loving life single or no? No, because Chris is very happy, free, and loving life, and that makes for sucky radio, i got to tell you. <laughs> I'm happy, I'm happy, my husband's wonderful, my kids are perfect, <laughs> Woo, look at me in my big, clean house. <laughs> my, cra- oh, my house is not clean right now. Okay, okay, compared to my house, it is super clean. <laughs> well, all right, so go ahead, bore us with your happy wedding. And actually, let's <laughs> talk about why we have the wedding show yeah, coming up. Yeah, let's do that first. Okay, first of all, Robin, who is our marketing manager and the uh, co-host of our sister show, her daughter um, her daughter is getting married. Aww. She was proposed to a couple weeks ago, so we are very, very proud to announce her engagement, Yay. Emily Francis Boyd. And she's going to have a really cool like new last name that's French. It's like Pouillet or something like that. Aww. So she'll go from board to Poyer. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yay. Yay. Congratulations, Emily Francis Boyd. And Oh, and then for the woman who hates <laughs> weddings, I went to a wedding this weekend, or at least a wedding reception, which had really good food, and I did stuff myself. <laughs> See? Weddings aren't bad. Okay. The we- no, no. The wedding reception <laughs> oh. is what's good. And they had, like, really good booze. They had, like, 100, um, 1,800 or something. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, like... Uh, um, was it pomegranate tequila? Ooh. Stuff was so good. Are you it serious? Was so good. Yeah, when I was at, didn't even, it was a dry wedding, which I didn't <laughs> even know existed until Saturday. <laughs> so tell us about your wedding, Rick. You went to a wedding this weekend too. 
Right, it'll remain nameless for obvious reasons, but yeah, it just it was unlike pretty much any wedding I've ever attended. It just didn't I don't know, it just didn't seem I don't know. I guess epic's not the right word, but when it was just like there's maybe about four or five songs that everyone danced to, the reception was at the church that the wedding was held at, and then there was no booze, no food. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then we were done and packed up like seven thirty. Yikes! And what? What did you have to eat? Nothing on the actual wedding day. And the reception—I mean, on the uh, rehearsal dinner—was hot dogs. Wow, that's a down-home wedding, all right. Oh yeah, I mean, it's actually in Aguadulce, California. I mean, you know, take to the max. But still, even for me, it's kind of like really. We couldn't even at least do like sandwiches. That is a little bit much. I mean, I will tell you that the one I went to had, like, three buffets, and it was all Middle Eastern food, so it was oh. delicious with big trays of meat, and, and it was, you know, food-wise, it was really good. But it was a little bit strange, I'll be honest, to go to a wedding by myself with two children. Like, I took Max and Zach as my dates. Yeah, that is a little, wedding was a little it? weird. Yeah. It was a Middle Eastern wedding. It was beautiful. I mean, the bride was beautiful. The groom was handsome. You know, they had great music, great dancing. and um, But it's like, you know, it's so awkward when they do those couple dances. Because they're like, let's invite all the couples on the floor. And it's like, okay, the single losers will sit over here with their kids. <laughs> so I did dra- uh, dance with Wacky. I was the only one there dancing with a three-year-old. And i got to tell you, he, he's got some moves for, for actually, he's four. He's, he can slow dance. Good. See, it's the, little, it's the little kids in the family. Like, you see my little brother dance, and he's just like, well, he'll dance by himself. He doesn't even care. <laughs> oh, your little brother rocks. I mean, you have to, Chris, you have to see this little guy. He is, he will go in the middle of the dance floor, completely empty dance floor, and just rock out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. he is awesome. So, Christy, yeah. why don't we switch phones for a second here, and you can tell us about your fabulous, wonderful, most perfect oh, wedding. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I will. Well, I have. My wedding, um, October 12, 2002, at Calamigos Ranch. Which is amazing since you have a 10-year-old daughter. (laughs) Sorry. No. I don't. (laughs) Um, In Malibu. And it was an evening wedding. Um, I had twinkle lights everywhere. Of course you did. I waited a long damn time to get married. So See yeah. that that's an important piece of information. Sometimes Thanks. you gotta wait a little bit and then you can like do it up properly. I mean Like my parents didn't pay for it. Sorry. They Rick. didn't or did? No, they did not. We paid huh. for our own wedding. So we huh. we did it the way we wanted to do it. And it well, was beautiful. Cool. And I had an amazing dress. It was um Sparkles. the top was like a reddish color. Like um not maroon but not like bright blood red. Uh-huh. And I had this big old skirt. Oh, I love it. I, I want to get it down and wear it. I just love it so much. You should have worn it for the show today. Uh, if I would have known. <laughs> no, my fat butt doesn't fit in it right oh. now. But it will. And as soon as it does, I'm going to get it down and I'm going to wear it. Um, You're going to wear it around town. No, not in Acton. No. Oh, I'm going to wear it around my house. Oh, as you've seen? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I will. Oh, it was just, everything was perfect that day. It was just amazing. I felt good. Greg looked good. It was just, it was just perfect, perfect. You know, the place where we had it, like, 
it was in, I forget what room it was, but it had like waterfalls on the outside. So you could hear the water coming down and inside there was a big fireplace and it had that smoky, yummy smell in there. It was just so comfortable and it was so fun. We had so much fun. We danced and we drank. Well, I didn't hardly drink, but we danced and it went by so fast. Like they always say, and you never believe people when they say, oh, enjoy your wedding, because it goes by so fast. It does. But it was it was fun. It was beautiful and great. Well, it boring radio. <laughs> i got to tell you, boring, boring, your boring. Middle name the thing that Cinderella. wasn't boring, at the end when we left, everybody left, and Greg and I were there, and we go to leave, and we were like, who has the keys? One of my friends, one of the bridesmaids, took off with our keys, so we were stranded. We were stranded at the place. Everybody had left, so we were um, we were left there. So we were, you know, everybody else is going back to the hotel to have a good old time, and we were just stuck. So that was that was the only thing that was was wrong. So okay, that was pretty lame. I know. All right. Well, <clears throat> my wedding, you know, was 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 <laughs> less than perfect. Um, my one of my bridesmaids sat on my mother in law. <laughs> she did. She got so drunk and she's like, I love you and she was sat on this lady and then she came back and she's like, Who did I just sit on? I'm like, Oh, my mother in law. Um it was it was different. Um, my bridesmaids were a lot of fun. Put it that way, they were dancing and drinking and drinking some more, and then dancing. And um, it was a half Catholic, half Jewish wedding, and so there was a lot of unique music there. And then just um, because I am who I am, the woman who married us was my college roommate, who happened to be an African Methodist <laughs> Episcopalian minister. Sweet. So she came in in her African garb. Seriously, yeah, she had a robe on and, like, a full African prayer shawl with her big bald head. And (laughs) you just, boy, you could have heard a pin drop because she walked down first. And then people, you know, like especially like on the on more on one side of the family than the other. Let's just not say which side of the family, but they were just you know catching flies. Their jaws were open. They just they couldn't even believe what they were seeing. And um, we had to work really hard in this wedding because we have. Um, both religions to honor, and I was very serious about honoring, you know, the Jewish side and honoring the Christian side, so in order to make it even, we decided we would use the word God instead of, like, Lord or, you know, the different words that are used for God, so PJ, who was our, the minister, was so funny because we had to rewrite everything so it would work for both religions, and at the very end of the ceremony, she looks up and she starts going from rote memory, and she goes, I would like to bless this union in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, and then she says, "Scratch that." <laughs> she's like God, and she like puts her hand up, like you know, she's giving the high five, and boy, people were just stunned. That yeah, does sound it was, um, bizarre, though, to be fair. Huh? Well, it was fair, you know. Yeah. It was nothing else but fair. Right. And, uh, but um, yeah, it was definitely a unique wedding. It was a lot of fun, though. It went till like three in the morning. Everybody drank and danced, at least on my side of the family. Get enough Polish people together with a lot of booze. And <laughs> Amen. Pretty much that. all you need. Amen. All you need. Yeah. All you need. Um, so, Rick, any? Uh, we've got about a minute before we have to go to break. What was the highlight of your wedding this weekend? We know mine was the food. <laughs> the highlight. Well, I did manage to supply 
some of my own booze, which became a hot commodity really quick. I had the parents of the bride and the groom, like, trying to get stuff for me. Other than that, uh, probably leaving. But, like, 7.30 p.m., wow. we were down wrapped up and, like, what the hell are we going to do now? So, yeah. Oh. Well, you know what? My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson. When we come back from break, we are going to talk about the pros and cons of getting married, and um, Christy's going to give her happy, happy, perfect insight, and uh, Rick, Rick's just going to be Rick. So come back after the break. show motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled then join sandy fowler and her guests on heart-filled holidays every monday at noon 11 a.m central on toginet.com Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you. Here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage. Connect with Juliana in media.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson. Christy's going to get a new name. She's going to be Miss Perfect Wedding. <laughs> we had twinkle lights and, I don't know, fairy dust and whatever shit you had at that wedding that makes it so perfect. And I had Cinderella music. I forgot to tell you that. Did you really? Uh, yes. Like, 
the theme song from like the Cinderella movie? I don't like, know. No, I don't know. It was Enchanted. It, no, it was just a beautiful Cinderella song. I'll, I'll have to bring in my DVD to play for you. <laughs> Why, of course. There's nothing I like to watch more as a bitter divorced woman than your happy wedding. Oh. I just shut the door on her. Did you hear that slam? I hope you did. <laughs> so rude. Great. Now we have an office fight. <laughs> That's Why it. do you guys go in the other office? I'm going to hear it. Like, radio. I'm going to suspend this live. friendship in a minute here. <laughs> no, you better not suspend the friendship. Coming I'm into sorry. Room, huh? Yes. All right. I'll have to be honest, Christy, it's very hard sometimes to be your friend because you do have, like, the happy, sunny, warm, and wonderful life while my life just kind of, like, goes to the emotional meat grinder. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Shut her down. Shut me down. I know my mouth is dropped on the floor. No, all right. Well, let's get back to our topic at hand. Um, I I thought that was, like, really good and bitter. I had to dig deep for that one. Yeah, I think um, you did. That was good. Very nice. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, so our wedding marriage special show today, um, we talked about the good, Christie's good, good wedding, and we talked about the bad, my boo-boo bad wedding. Um, but there are a lot of reasons people get married, and um, I'm not sure that that getting married for like 99 out of 100 reasons are a good thing. But, Christy, what do you think is the best reason someone should get married? Um, the best reason, well, you know, it took me a long time to find the person that I wanted to marry, and the one of the best things about marriage for me is being able to come home to somebody, to have somebody that's, that's waiting for you when you get home, just the companionship. That, to me, is one of the best things about marriage, and also... Being able to start a family, I mean, I mean, obviously that for me is number one, but um, those are two of my, my things on my high priority list. What about sex? Do you think sex is a good reason to get married? Do I think it's a good reason to get married? No. For just sex alone? No. That's, that's stupid. Well, but I think a lot of people do Does that. I. Probably. Uh, probably young people may do that, but I think... The old and the wise. The old and the wise. The old and the wise, no better than that. The old and the wise, like, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, because, uh, you know, I'm going to get off topic a little bit here. We're going to talk a little bit about, like, sexual tension and, you know, because some of the marriages that I've seen lately I think are a result of wanting to have sex and their belief system doesn't allow them to do that prior to marriage. Um, But I also think that, like, sexual tension or, infatuation, whatever you want to call it, can cloud our judgment in choosing the right person. Apparently, I'm the only one that has this opinion. Anyone else? Well, no, I think, I think especially for younger people, especially like, say, people in their 20s, like myself, um, a lot of it, people think, they go, oh, man, I have this love feeling when I see her, I feel this, this, and that. I'm like, dude, are you sure you're not really just feeling lust? Like, if you go go find another girl, and if you have those same feelings with the next girl, there's probably, that is lust. It's not really, you're, you're not really feeling the love, in my opinion, you know? Well, let me ask you guys. Um, you know, Christy, you've been married, you know, for seven years or eight years, whatever it's been. Um, Rick, you've not been married. I've been married yeah. and single and, and all that that entails. Um 
you don't lose your attraction to other people while you're married. It was my belief, of course, this was not practiced in my marriage because my marriage got very crowded, um, that you don't lose your um, you don't lose your attraction for other people. You just make a decision that even though you have that attraction, you're not going to act on that attraction. You're going to turn around and say, okay, I still have those feelings, not going to act on it, um, but it doesn't mean I'm dead. I mean, Christy, do you find that that's, that's a, a decision you make when you see, like, a really attractive guy or a guy comes on to you because you are a very attractive woman. I'm sure this happens Thank a you. lot. You know, it's a choice you make. Well, okay, I'm going on nine years. Okay. On, but, uh, you know what, for me, like, when I do see an attractive person, uh, I don't – it's weird because I don't see them as, like, oh, my God, like, you know, I have to make this decision that, I, you know, I don't want to sleep with that person or I don't want to, you know, flirt with that person. I don't feel like I've never been – I mean, I mean, I'm attracted to other people, like, as far as, like, oh, you know, that's, you know, that's a good-looking person, or, oh, that's, you know, but I don't have those feelings of, oh, I'd like to, you know, see what that guy's all about, but I can't because I'm married. I don't, I don't have those, I don't, that hasn't happened since the day I met Greg, which is, Call me crazy. Well, no, but I think there's a part of you that's built like me that it's like when you're committed, you're committed. It's 100%. There's no wiggle room. It's, you know, I'm rock solid in my honor where you can trust me wherever I go. I'm not going to, you know, betray my marriage vows. I'm not going to betray myself. You know, all those things that encompass. So it's almost like you shut that part of yourself off. But I don't think it's the same with men. I think men always find women attractive. I look at my dad. I look at my brothers. You know, they're happily married and been married for a long time. My dad is happily married for, I don't know, 52 years. Mm-hmm. But he appreciates a good-looking woman. Right, and if a chick walks over and, like, bends over to pick something up, there's, like, <laughs> my dad still does. He, like, stops, looks, my mom sees him, punches him. He's like, what? <laughs> this, yeah, I mean, guys, I think, always look. I think you can look, just don't touch. That's yeah. like the golden rule. Yeah, well. Don't act out on that. That's okay. right, you don't. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Hostility <laughs> from Miss Perfect Wedding. Shut up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I, you know, I appreciate good-looking men, too. But like you said, there's, there's the loyalty factor that knows that I would never do anything to jeopardize my perfect <laughs> marriage, you know, like I would never, I wouldn't dream of doing anything that would put my marriage in jeopardy. Not even dream? Not even dream. Wow. Really, Cristarella, you wouldn't even have a dirty dream? No. That, no, I would, well, I can't control my dreams. See? I can't control the subconscious. But. So let me ask you guys, what what creates that tension, like, you know, between a man and a woman? Like, you know, do you think it's just physical? Is it emotional? You know, what is it that, like, causes that attraction between, like, one man and one woman? You want to answer that, Christy? Um, well, I, that's hard for me to answer. I don't – I'm going to pass to Rick. Well, I think about it. Okay, the, the lady who's been married for nine years <laughs> with the perfect, perfect wedding passes on to the dude who's never been married. Okay, anyway. Um, I don't know. I think, I think, honestly, there are multiple components to that tension. I think there is a strict, like, physical attraction, but that may be somebody you see your uh, 
see somebody biking on the gym, you're like, oh, wow, she's hot, yeah. I'm attracted to her. Then if there's another level when you actually start to get to know the person. You're like, oh, cool, they, they like doing these things that I like to do or they have some similar interests or even, even the mental component, which I used to write <laughs> off when I was a teenager. But if somebody's completely mentally just devoid of any mental capabilities, to me that's a huge turnoff too. So somebody who's also mentally stimulating also does add to that, like, you know, that sexual tension, I think, for me. Well, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think back to this professional hockey player that I dated, and um, he would work out like four or five hours a day, and then when he was done working out, he would run. And I mean, to be honest, I don't think he ever picked up a book in his life. And our dinners would be so unbelievably boring. I mean, he was beautiful to look at to the eye. He was a great athlete. You know, he would sit there, tuck into his huge pile of steak, which, you know, we'd go to the Cork and Cleaver in Michigan, and, you know, his big thing was to eat big steak. And I like big steak, so that was, you know, really the only thing we had in common. But our conversations were like, what did you do today? It's like, oh, I worked out. I'm like, what did you do today? I'm like, oh, you know, I read these two books. They were really interesting. And he'd be like, okay. And that would be the end of the relationship um, because there really wasn't anything to talk about. And I think that, like, the deeper you get into a relationship with someone, if you don't have that mental game that Rick talks about, I don't think it can be sustainable. And I think there's a huge difference between, like, just wanting to get together because you're attracted to that person and then the person you want to spend, like, day in and day out. I mean, Christy, you guys have the day in and day out covered. Yeah, we do. And if you didn't have that emotional bond beyond the physical attractiveness, what else would there be? That would be very, it would be very, very, it wouldn't be much of anything, to be honest. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we got to know each other before, you know, we took the next step and um, developed those emotional bonds and built a foundation and things are going really well. You know, it's interesting um, that, you know, we've got some people listening in today, and one of the comments that came in, it says, tell Sandra that after 34 years of marriage, no one else makes me tingle like my husband. I mean, oh, that's... Robin. Oh, that Robin. How'd you know that was Robin? Yeah, because. Right, exactly right. Because. Well, they do. They have an amazing relationship, Robin and Steve, and I just think, um, you know, that we could all take a lesson from them. They are, you know best friends in life, best partners. I mean, they just really are an amazing couple. And I and I want to, you know, put a tribute out um, to a couple people before we go to commercial break. I want to talk about my mom and dad who've been married for 50 years. Christy, how many years have your mom and dad been married? Uh, <laughs> well, good oh. question. <laughs> okay, a really long time. And then really long I'd time. Like yeah, really long time. And then Rick's mom and dad, they raised seven kids and have been married at least, I don't know, 25, 26 years. These are some amazing years. relationships that we can only aspire to. My name is Sandra Beck. I am the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson. We are talking today about weddings and marriages and relationships. When we come back from the break, we are going to talk about some do's and don'ts in getting married and um, some things to do if you want a successful marriage. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> 
Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood. With Mary Beth Wells, Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to no experts and authors on all issues from teething to teen driving brenda nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning the birth to five book from fox four in kansas city to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores conferences to churches audiences rave that brenda engages educates and encourages for more information on brenda and her books check out her website brendanixon.com the parents plate is loaded with information and affirmation the parents plate with Brenda Nixon, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson, and we are having our wedding marriage special today, uh, special on weddings and marriages, some do's and don'ts, the good, the bad, the ugly. For those of you that missed the first half of the show, feel free to download us directly from iTunes, which is at Motherhood Talk Radio. You can also go to MotherhoodTalkRadio.com, download or listen to the show from there, and all the previous broadcasts are on Toginet, our host station, T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. Some of you have picked us up on that radio station along with picking us up all over the Internet through the different podcast directories. Uh, that's Military, oops, sorry, Motherhood Talk Radio, Military Mom Talk Radio is our sister show, airs Mondays at 2 o'clock, so for those of you that can't get enough of mom shows, we have two for the offering. But right now, we're going to talk about some wedding and marriage do's and don'ts. And so Stupid Diet Guy is going to take his diet hat off, and we're going to put um, his Stupid Wedding Guy hat on. (laughs) And uh, Rick, so I'm going to throw the microphone over to you, hopefully hit you in the head. What? Um, (laughs) And you can tell us some marriage do's and don'ts. How about let's start with three things to avoid. Okay, now I feel kind of silly, a.k.a. stupid, um, giving <laughs> advice about what you should and shouldn't do when you're married when I'm not personally married. 
Yeah, but maybe you're smart enough not to get married. Did you ever think of that? I did, but that doesn't seem to fly too well. Well, not to get married yet. Yes, right. You know, exactly. 24, I think I still have some time. Oh, my God, you have like 25 years. What? (laughs) There you go. See. (laughs) Well, the number one thing, I've been looking at some of my friends who've gotten married already, and they're about 23 to 25 years old and just jumping into getting married. And I'm like, um, I think you can jump the gun, in my opinion. And, like, you don't consider all the work, effort, financial stability you need to actually make it successful. But number one, I think, for me, don't still be at home living with your parents <laughs> when you decide to get married. This is like, to me, it's a recipe for disaster. It's just like, all right, you're going to be the head of your household. You're going to supposed to be the man, and you're listening to another man, your dad. <laughs> you know, that's, it's true. It's like I was proposed to once when I was in college, and I turned down the proposal because the guy who proposed to me was like, well, we can live in my parents' house. And now, granted, it was a yeah. huge house on the North Shore of Chicago. He's like, we'll have our own wing, and we'll have our own area. And I'm thinking... I haven't lived, you know, five years on my own, paying my own bills to go live in somebody else's parents' house. I mean, how do you do it with your in-laws, like, down the hall? Yeah, I don't know. That completely baffles my mind. Like, I know my parents, they're, like, in bed at 8.30 to 9 o'clock, and I'm usually up to, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. Just just that alone, this is not going to work out. And say you're doing something, it's like, hey, keep it down in there. Or, I mean, like, I don't know. Well, I don't think anything's going to go on, uh, at least with me. I don't think I could well, do that with my parents or anyone else's parents, like, two doors down. Right, but don't you think that's going to put, like, a damper on the whole marriage thing? Like, it's going to start creating some problems, I think, right off the Oh, bat. I think so, because it's like, you know, you how do you bond as a couple? I mean, like, make meals together, you know, hang out in the kitchen and talk, or, you know, snuggle by the TV, you know, <laughs> you just look over and, like, there's your mom sitting next to you knitting a sweater. Or, yeah, you know, like, and then she wants dad. to watch Lifetime, so you have to change the channel. <laughs> and then your dad comes in and takes the remote and says, no, we're watching the news. Or even worse, your dad walks around in his boxers, and you're like, oh, uh, and then he says things like, she's family now. <laughs> yeah, my dad did that even with people that were not even that close to us. So I can't imagine if I was married what he'd be comfortable with doing. What do you think, Christy? I think you should not still be living at home with your parents. Yeah, I think that's I think that's good advice. However, I think a lot of a lot of people um tend to move back yeah. when they're trying to save money. No, yeah. So, you know, to buy a house or a lot of people I've known several couples that have moved in with their parents after being married, you know, because either they didn't realize the financial responsibilities of, you know, what happens when you get married, or they're, like, didn't have enough money to buy a house, and they've just gone from, you know, gone back to the home nest to, to um, you know, for financial relief. But that's, that's another one of the things I actually jotted down when I was thinking about it. It's like people, they seem, when they get swept up in the whole emotion and the love, oh, I love you so much, getting ready to get married, that you neglect, like, the seemingly mundane details. Like, how much money do you have in your bank account? Where exactly are you going to live? How much is that going to cost? <laughs> what does your insurance cover or not cover? Like, is your job stable? Do you have promotional opportunities? I think a lot of that... People just, like, throw it by the side and they're like, eh, we'll figure it out when we're married. You know, we'll just work out our problems. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. You don't think about, you don't really think about all that, all that other stuff. You think about, oh, it's almost like playing house, you know. It's right, like, but it's not a game. It's serious. No, I, I know. I was <laughs> saying it's like, you know, when you, you're younger and you have the idea of, oh, my gosh, you know, we're going to get married and we're going to have a house and we're going to do this and this and this. And it's all like a fairy tale right. until you, you make oven <laughs> until you start like like oh my gosh i have to buy toilet paper i mean you know oh, see this is going to be like it's probably going to be another unpopular statement by me but but it's it. like i think that every woman should live on her own first even if it's with like a female roommate or even a male roommate you know somebody so that they get an idea of their own independence because when i look at my friends that move directly from their parents house to their husband's house it's almost like they never really established themselves as their own person and they have kind of a weird view of the world because they were kind of taken care of by their parents and then taken care of by their husband. And then when those marriages have broken up, it's really painful to watch. I mean, all marriages, are, I think, are painful to watch breaking up. But the girlfriends of mine that went from the parents' house to the husband's house, like, they don't have any independent skills. They've never had to, you know, run up their own credit card bill and pay it off. They've never had to, like, you know, pay their phone bill and manage their income. And, and it, I just think it gives people a really false sense of reality. And I think it's got to be a lot of pressure for the husband. I agree with you 100% on that. Or what about charging things to the credit card accounts? You know, oh. just somebody's going to pay it, but not realizing, <laughs> hey, if you just charge three grand on your card and you only have 500 in your bank account, like, that's probably not that wise. Because you're not going really to pay it off. But you know, but yourself out of that, like, you know, people who do do that, you know, it's like I, I didn't run up a huge credit card bill, but I did run up a credit card bill um, in times in my life. I've always had to pay right. it off myself, but I have the confidence now, you know, that I can take care of things. And, and now having to, like, raise my kids on my own and, you know, do the best I can within my own means has made it, I think, easier for me than people in a lot of the same situation because you have to – some point learn to rely on yourself absolutely yes 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 yeah well it's interesting because you know it's when i go out with couples and um you know we go to dinner and we talk about different things it's um it's very interesting to me because i don't really i don't know what it's like to be a wife that's been taken care of and just has you know the family credit card and the husband yelled at her that she spent too much you know because i was always the breadwinner um but I find myself sometimes identifying more with the husbands in the situations where they kind of complain about, like, their wife's spending. And then it's weird because then I go to these, like, all-female events, and I hear the girls, like, laughing and going, oh, my husband's going to be so mad because I spent so much money, you know. And then I find myself, like, you know, because I'm, like, you know, bitter, um, I sit there and go, well, that sucks. I mean, that poor guy is probably on the freeway right now, so you can be here buying that pair of shoes. Um, but it's a really interesting position to be in um, as the breadwinner and then as the woman because you identify with both sides, but then you also don't fit into either side. Wow, that makes sense. That yeah. Makes sense when you put it out there like that. It is. It is. I mean, but I think, you know, Rick is right. You know, it's like 
all these mundane details, the day-to-day things, you know, the gas bill, the electric bill, you know, who's going to go do the shopping. Like this is one thing that I've seen too in a lot of my um, relationships with my friends. In the traditional relationships, there seems to be a distribution of duties that follow, you know, Christy, you are responsible for the household. You are responsible for the groceries. You are responsible for the cooking and cleaning. I see Greg do the, you know, the yard work. He brings in the income. You know, there's clearly defined roles for the two of you. Um, You know, you as a stay-at-home mom have your role defined for you. I think it gets really difficult when you have, like, a female breadwinner or a female executive, and then you might have two executives. You know, you usually hire, like, a third party like we did, you know, to handle a lot of the domestic chores, but it's like where does the line between child raising and housekeeping end when you're a working woman? That's a good question. You know, and it's like so if you are two people getting married for the first time, a lot of this stuff isn't defined. And I don't know, um, Rick, do you know, Does this is this covered in marriage counseling, or Christy, do you know? Um, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't actually been in marriage counseling. However, being around the uh, conservative Christian community a lot, especially, like, dealing with the church a lot, and the things I've seen, we've heard from my other friends, they focus a lot on, you know, purity and the religious and spiritual aspects of getting married. However, what I see, like, a um, kind of falling down on the job, when they, they don't talk about those practical issues, like, you know, money, um, bills, being independent, and taking into account those things that are not, you know, exciting. So, you know, I think that would be helpful to a lot of younger people if they had someone tell them, you know, the cold, hard reality of getting married. I think that would help, too, because no one says, you know, there's no one telling you, oh, you know, you guys should, you know, make sure you decide who's going to do what. I mean, there's not really anyone telling you, giving you that advice. Um, You know, you're getting all this other advice about how you should start a family right away and how you should, you know, be doing all these other things, but not the true uh, jobs and responsibilities that come with running a home. Hey, Christy, hold that thought. We're about ready to go to break. Uh, My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson. Today we are talking about uh, the wedding and marriage special, love and relationships. We talked about some marriage do's and don'ts. For those of you that missed this segment, feel free to check us out on iTunes under motherhoodtalkradio.com. You can also go to our uh, website, motherhoodtalkradio.com and toginet.com. We will be back after the break talking about things you can do if you want a successful marriage. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio. Giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. It's time to get your boots on with the Boot Campaign with hosts Megan Roth and Bailey Gray, Thursdays at noon, 1 Central on Toginet.com, sponsored by Austin Bank. The whole point of the Boot Campaign is to continue the true grassroots initiative developed by a group of patriotic women known as the Boot Girls. Inspired by the true story of Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, the Boot Girls got started with celebrities but want every American to get your boots on. 
by purchasing a pair of the Give Back Combat Boots. The campaign's motto is simple. When they come back, we give back. For more on the boot campaign, go to the website, bootcampaign.com. The Boot Campaign Get Your Boots On Show will feature discussions on current events impacting the lives of active duty and retired military, interviews with our nation's war heroes, medical professionals, and celebrities who have put their boots on. Do your part and join us for The Boot Campaign Get Your Boots On Show with Megan Roth and Baby Gray, Thursdays at noon, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Christian work-at-home moms, here is your own show on Toginet. It's CWAM, Christian Work-at-Home Moms, with Jill Hart and Diana Innan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Christy Holly, who will now be known as Christarella for her very <laughs> happy, happy wedding, her perfect life with her hair husband, it. and her twinkly, whatever, fairy lights, whatever the hell it was we had at the wedding. Um, but before we go on to finish the three things to avoid that we have come up with between the three of us, which is really actually Rick putting it together because Christy and I didn't do anything today, we would like to congratulate Eric. Anderson, who is our segment producer today, he will be marrying in June the absolutely lovely and delightful, and of course her name is just so perfect, Kelly Violet. And I've met both of them in person, and they are truly delightful. Congratulations. Yeah, so we've got two weddings coming up, Emily Francis Boyd and Ryan David Poirier. That's Robin's daughter. And um, Eric Anderson, our segment producer, we hope you guys are learning a lot on today's show. We are going to teach you the third big, big don't that or big thing to avoid. Um, and, Rick, I'm going to put the mic over to you. Where we, you put down, don't think that marriage will solve your relationship problems. Right, exactly. Um, I've actually had <laughs> girls say this to me, like, okay, let's just get married and we can work out our problems then. And in the back of my mind, I'm just like, that's probably the, like, the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Like, after observing people's marriages, it's like, if anything, when you add kids to the mix and you have all these activities going on and work and all that, it becomes like, more prone to having problems, if anything, not like it's solving problems. And if you have any major problems at the onset of your relationship, you might want to seriously take a look at it and say, okay, what's going on, you know, before you just like, ah, screw it, let's get married, <laughs> you know. And then my other favorite is, 
oh, don't worry, you know, he's like this and he's like that. He has this bad habit or this nasty thing he does. But, you know, I can change him. And I'm just, I've told some of my friends, I'm like, no, you really can't. I said, what you see now is what you're going to get. And if anything, that thing that you find annoying now is going to drive you nuts when you're with that person 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And hence the cynical side of Rick Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you said I was a cynical one, so Yeah, there you I go. Know, you know, I want to add one more thing. Can I add one more sure. thing from my experience for wedding please, marriage do's and don'ts? Please, please. For all of you out there, if you want your marriage to work, you need to stop dating during your marriage. Because <laughs> that's one of the things that happened in my marriage. I stopped dating. My partner didn't. Um, and uh, that makes it very difficult. If one person's married and um, married, the other one's married and dating. That that has to stop. And also sleeping with other people. That probably should stop too, right? Yeah, well, that kind of goes along with dating because I don't think you date during your marriage without intent. Yeah, yeah. That, that seems to be kind of a recipe for disaster. Bummer. Yeah. Bummer. I know. It's like, you know, why why can't you get married and continue to date? I don't know. You'll have to ask somebody I used to be married to. Mm. Anyway, uh, let's go on to things to do if you want a successful marriage. Now, Christy, yes. you have a very successful marriage. You have a beautiful husband, beautiful children, great house, la, la, la. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to give us some advice on how to have a successful marriage? Well, I think one of the number one things... And and don't get me wrong, because, you know, our marriage is, I don't think anybody's marriage is perfect. We all have ups and downs. There's always some arguments. There's disagreements. There's things that you just can't agree on. But I think one of the number one things that you have to do to have a happy and successful marriage is communicate. Communication is key. You have to, if you don't know how to do it, you have to learn how to do it. You have to be willing to work at it. It's one of the most important things that that you'll ever do in your marriage is what I think. I think so. I mean, even though I've had the disaster marriage, um, I'm looking forward to my next marriage. The one thing that I learned, I mean, I learned a lot of things from my failed marriage, but the one thing that I learned and that I see over and over with my friends and um, is that my advice would be to always treat your husband and or wife like you would your best friend because the one thing I see, it's like, you might live together and you might spend, you know, all this time together, but I watch my girlfriends treat their friends like me and their, you know, their other friends with care and concern and dignity and respect and, you know, all these great things. And then the way they talk about their husbands in public, the way they treat their husbands in public, and sometimes it's, you know, the husband treating the wife that way. It's like if you treat your wife or husband like you do your best friend, I can't see how that marriage would fail. Right. I agree with you. And I think you have to um, look at the other person's needs and put them, try and put them, I would say, before yours, and they'll do the same for you. So both of your needs are getting met, and I think that's really important to pay attention to that. What do you think, think Sam? Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, well, okay, actually, no. 
I'm going to say there comes a point in a marriage where it can't be one person, you know, 100% or 80%. A marriage takes two people to be vested in it for it to work. And I think, you know, as corny as it sounds, if each person is giving 120%, you know, on the days they fall down because we're not perfect, the marriage still stays. But if you are, like, if you're constantly giving in a marriage and doing and providing and the other partner isn't, you you run out of gas because you can't continually give to your partner without getting something in return. And not that you need to, you know, make it an even Stephen that you get this, this, you know, I did this for you, you do this for me, you know, kind of keep score thing. But two people have to both be involved in the marriage or the marriage is really um, unsatisfying. And I have friends who have been divorced and have told me that being married in a relationship where the husband is not vested in that relationship is like the loneliest place on earth because they've made this marriage commitment, they've made this vow, they because of that they have no other way of getting their needs met, so they're literally their hands are tied. So yes, communication is important. Yes, it's important to put the other person first, but I think that if there's not a give and take of putting needs forward between both people, you know, that to me is a really difficult uh, situation to be in because you have to have something coming back to you or you can't keep going. No, I agree. I, when I said that, I meant both of us putting each other's needs in front of our own at the same time. Oh, you okay. Know. Sorry. I was just no, thinking because, you know, mostly as, you know, as women, we're, you know, raised as nurturers and caretakers. We take care right. of the kids, the house, the thing. And it's also socially unacceptable in a lot of arenas for the wife or the woman to really talk about what she needs. It's like, you know, especially when you look generations past, it's like, well, you know, I'm the husband. I'll tell you what you need. Yeah. But you know what's funny, though, is my, my grandma was married to my grandpa up until he died um, in December, like, for 55 years, and they knew each other since, like, 12 or 13 years old. And, you know, I'm, they had their little squabbles and things, but as far as the people I've seen that have stayed madly in love with each other, I have never seen, like, really a better example. And people would ask my grandma, or we'd ask her, so, like, what's the secret? And she's like, you know, you've heard people say it's 50-50, and she's like, nope. It's each person giving 100%, 100% of the time, just like what you had said before. I mean, that seems to really be key. And if, if one person is giving, giving and giving and giving, and the other person is not doing anything to reciprocate, that person is going to be on empty, and they're just going to be drained, and it's not going to work. I think so. I mean, I think so for, you know, being married 10 years myself. And, Christy, you're almost coming up on 10 years. It's a lot of work, you know, to go through better or worse. I mean, I think we take that cliche as, a, you know, just a line in a wedding. But, you know, you are married for better or for worse. And I think that in a disposable society that we live in, like if someone's iPod breaks or, <laughs> you know, my camera breaks and, you know, we just kind of dispose of it and get a new one, we don't really focus on, you know, how to make a relationship work and how to have a successful marriage in the long run. I think, you know, when you look at the divorce statistics, I think it's something like 60% in our country alone. You know, that's an unbelievable amount of divorces. I mean, the, God, anybody going into law should probably be a family law attorney because there will always be work. But, that's um, true. Take it into consideration. Huh? Yes, yes. But I mean, sadly, that, even includes, that includes the religious community, too. That's 60%. It's like across the board. 
It doesn't matter whether it's faith-based or not. The divorce rate is, like, shockingly high. But do you think that's really because, you know, in years past, you know, I look at women, you know, getting into the workforce and having a disposable income. You know, for me, it was an emotional decision to make to divorce, and I knew I would take a financial hit. But at the end of the day, when I look at the women of generations prior to me, they didn't have the ability to sustain themselves. They didn't have the ability to make their own living on their own. So they have to turn around and stay in a relationship because they marry a lifestyle. I guess. I mean, I, I don't. I, that makes sense, but. <laughs> I mean, Christy, what do you think? I think you're right about that. I mean, I think that back then, in the olden days, you know, there was the role of you're a housewife, and that's what you do, and I am the breadwinner. So there was it. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Well, but I think I think what we're talking about is in, in years past, women married a lifestyle. Whatever their husband did, however much money he made, that was the lifestyle. And I think that's why women would be like, oh, I want to marry a doctor. I want to marry a lawyer, um, because they're marrying the lifestyle. However much money their husband makes, that's the lifestyle that they get. But conversely, that means that if they want to leave that marriage, they're going to leave that lifestyle. And if they don't have, you know, the education or the... Um, ability to make a living, they're going to probably stay in marriages that they wouldn't have prior um, if they had education or they had a skill set that would allow them to support themselves. But we can get into this on another show. My name is Sandra Beck, and I am the host of Motherhood Talk Radio. I want to thank my lovely co-hosts, uh, Rick Swanson and Christy Holly today for their insight, for their openness. Uh, this was our wedding and marriage special. We talked about marriage do's and don'ts, things to do in a successful marriage. For uh, Emily Francis Boyd and Ryan David Poirier, along with Eric Anderson and Kelly Violet, we hope that you have an outstanding wedding and that you live happily ever after with all that that entails. We will be back next week with another show about love and relationships, a part of our series. We will also be checking in on the Fit to Strip Challenge, and I'm going to leave you with this thought. Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Grontoginet.com. Join us every Tuesday as we 